What's up, guys? I'm Josh Mosman. Welcome to This Week in MXA, episode number 77, presented by O'Neill Racing. Thank you guys for tuning into this video. We are going to talk about Shane McElrath holding off Ryan Dungey and Jason Anderson in that second moto. Also talk about Chase Sexton throwing it away, sadly, on the last minutes, the last few corners of the race in Moto2. And Levi Kitchen, his breakout ride on the Star Racing Yamaha 250 this weekend, winning that first moto. Also talk about some bike issues a couple of the riders had. My brother and Eli Tomac experienced a couple issues, even Max Volan in the 250 class. And we're gonna talk a little bit about the new Husqvarna two-strokes that we just rode, videos we just released from last week. Let's dive into it. Next up, I wanna talk quickly about the banners on the side of the tracks. First, it happened at Hangtown. It was a huge bummer when Josh Gilbert took a big wreck off the side of the downhill and ran into a metal stake right on the side of the track. Then this weekend at Thunder Valley, they have a Cherby's track markers. Even my friend Trey Kennard posted in the morning of qualifying that he's not a big fan of those, having them right next to the track. And unfortunately, Jason Anderson hit it pretty hard. And really fortunately and luckily, uh, the wood stake that was was holding it went shooting off Jason after Jason hit it with his handlebars. The, the marker went flying and almost hit Tomac and the wood stake flew out into the middle of the start straight. So that would have been very dangerous if Tomac uh, would actually run into that stake while he was riding. Luckily that didn't happen, but crazy stuff going on there. We also had some bike issues going on at Thunder Valley. My brother, um, they talked about it in the broadcast that he came through the pack and then lost positions in the first moto. Second moto, he came through the pack again, passed Justin Cooper and a couple other guys and got up into third place right behind Jet Lawrence. And then he slowly started dropping back from there. On TV, they said that they thought maybe he crashed or lost fitness, but uh, he actually had fuel boiling on his Trolley Designs gas gas. So he talked about it after the race and I talked to him about it. It's a huge bummer. It's two years in a row that the gas gas team has had issues with fuel boiling at that race. And uh, what that causes is the bike starts sputtering and starts cutting out. And he was still sitting, hitting some of those big jumps, trying to hold on to fourth place but uh, that is how Justin Cooper was able to get around my brother and uh, get by him for third place in the second moto at Thunder Valley so that was a bummer Max Volan he also had a mechanical issue that caused him to DNF the first moto but I'm not sure what that was because that happened early on in the race and then Eli Tomac he talked about a mechanical issue that he had he posted on Instagram saying that he lost his rear brake and it started to fade and eventually went away so when he was making that charge on Ken Roxon and he overshot the corner part of that had to do with with him not having a rear brake. So a lot of uh, challenges that go on when racing at high elevation and high temperatures at Thunder Valley. Pretty interesting stuff. I was thinking about it after the race. It's pretty cool that the Pro Motocross Series goes to Thunder Valley and races in challenging conditions like that because it has brutal effects on the riders and brutal effects on the motorcycles. And, and even though it was a challenge for a lot of guys, I still think it's cool that our series goes there. Um, it's a good experience for guys like Josh Gilbert who came over from the UK, Antonio Caroli who came over from Italy and the MXGP series. Those guys get to ride something totally new. And uh, we have South Luke, we have some sand, we have the hard pack tracks like Hangtown and Paula. We got high elevation at Thunder Valley. Pretty cool. Starting things off with the 450 class, it was a heartbreaker to see Chase Sexton leading into the last lap in that second 450 moto. He wasn't gonna get the overall win. It was gonna go to Eli Tomac at his home track, home state of Colorado, six hours from where he grew up and where he currently lives. Chase Sexton tucked the front end right before the mechanics area, let that one go. That allowed Ken Roxon to get the overall win on his HRC Honda 450. So now we've had three different winners 
and three different races in the 450 class. It's pretty exciting to see. And surprisingly, Eli Tomac hasn't gotten an overall win yet this year. So uh, that is definitely a big shocker as he was so successful and dominant in the Supercross series. We figured he'd carry that momentum right into outdoors. And I think he's starting to pick it up, but uh, hasn't got an overall win yet. That's keeping things exciting. Now we have Sexton with the first win. Jason Anderson at Hangtown. Ken Roxon at Thunder Valley. The series heads to High Point next. I think Eli Tomac is due for an overall win. But right now in the points chase, Chase Sexton has a five-point lead over his teammate, Ken Roxon. He's got a 14-point lead on Eli Tomac, a 23-point lead on Jason Anderson. So that's the top four runners in the 450 class right now. Yes, it's already kind of a big points gap. Um, it's different to get used to after going from Supercross where you had one race paying points. Now, when you get to the Nationals, they're paying 25 points per moto. So they have the opportunity to score 50 points in a weekend or lose up to 50 points in a weekend if they have two DNFs. So a lot of points can be made up and lost right now in the 450 championship and in the 250 championship. And uh, that's why it's still very exciting chase even though the top four riders are split up by 23 points talking a little bit about the 250 class point standings jet lawrence has done it three times in a row now he's won won the 250 overalls and uh, jet and his brother hunter are dominating the series jet has a 12 point lead over his brother and jet has a 28 point lead over joe shimoda who sits third and a 39 point lead over levi kitchen and justin cooper who are both tied for fourth place in the standings now pretty impressive stuff from the Lawrence brothers and also kudos to Alpine Stars and the Lawrence brothers for the Dumb and Dumber uh, gear replicas that they wore this weekend and uh, the funny video that they did on social media promoting their gear and, and uh, just the fun lifestyle that they have. Good stuff coming from the Lawrence brothers and Alpine Stars. Next up, we got to talk about Levi Kitchen, the star racing Yamaha phenom took off and got the whole shot and moto win at Thunder Valley. Very proud of Levi. I've known him since he was just a young little rider up in Washougal, Washington. He lives, or his parents live now, right next to the track. Levi Kitchen was one of those riders that was always very talented growing up, but you never knew exactly where his limit would be if he'd be winning motos at Pro Motocross Nationals or if he'd just be another top tier rider or where he would fit in. But really cool to see Levi take the win in the first moto and earn an overall podium at Thunder Valley. He talked about in the post-race press conference that it actually came easier than he expected. And personally, I think because he's a young rider, Levi Kitchen's coming in fairly low pressure. He's on an awesome team and he's not expected to win. So for a guy like him to go out there and prove that he's capable of winning, it's pretty cool. And he definitely, I would say, has less pressure on his shoulders than a guy like RJ Hampshire that's been in the class for a long time or Austin Forkner who's been in the class for a long time. Guys who are expected to win, Levi Kitchen might not have been expected to win. So. Uh, uh, pretty cool to see him get that monkey off his back so early on in his career. Next up, I have a cool, quick little interview I did with my good buddy, Shane McElrath. Shane struggled in the first moto at Thunder Valley, but was very impressive in moto two. Shane did finish fifth in the moto, but he was only six seconds behind Caroli at the finish line. So very impressive, proud of my buddy. And uh, also impressive because he took so much time off during Supercross, he had a concussion, wasn't able to ride and train for a while. Then he got the fill-in ride with the Rockstar Husky team, switched over from last year's KTM model to the new generation Husky. Uh, it's a 2023 or the 2022 and a half factory edition. So different frame, engine and everything. He only had a couple weeks to get used to it. Now he's racing himself, trying to keep the ride for the summer. Good on you, Shane. Yeah. So we're, we're three rounds into the outdoor series now. And for me, I had kind of minimal preparation and each round it's been like, all right, I just, I want to continue to progress. I want to continue to get experience. Um, this is my first 
450 outdoor seasons. So um, I'm trying to take on a lot of things at once, but it's it's been uh, it's been good progression uh, over each race. And but second moto, um, I really tried to focus on the start. Tried to make sure that I I did a good start. I like getting good starts. It it's the best uh, form of experience in my opinion. So for me, I just I wanted to to try to learn the pace a little more. Try to get my speed up a little more and just learn. And I honestly thought I I got uh, past more times than I did during the race. And I, I ended up fifth in the second moto. I, I thought I was kind of around 10th um, until I came off the track. And so it was overall, the, the team was was really happy and I'm, I'm pretty excited about my riding. I feel like I need, I need some more sprint speed. Uh, my fitness feels really good for really having kind of minimal time. So um, overall, I'm, I'm really excited on how things are going. I knew that there was a Kawasaki behind me at, at one point. Um, I could see the green pit board, but I didn't know. I could never really see who it was. Uh, for the longest time, I thought it was I thought it was Savachi because um, I knew Anderson had went down, but I didn't know how long he had been down or, or where he was. So um, after the race, uh, I kind of asked who it was and they were like, oh, that was Anderson because he, he actually tried to pass me in the first corner like he was actually a little nice to me and so that was kind of why I, I didn't think it was Anderson um, but after the race they were like no that that was Anderson and Dungey was behind you for a little while in the beginning and I'm like I had no idea that's so. cool another topic I got to touch on I raced the Hangtown National and the Paula National the last two weekends in the 450 class it was brutal it was a lot of fun but it was brutal I'm definitely not in the shape that I need to be or want to be in so hopefully next time you see me racing uh, later on in this season, I'll be in a little better shape and kind of fight a little harder, a little bit longer, but had fun. I made the motos, rode some really cool bikes. We got a really cool magazine article coming to a future issue of Motocross Action Magazine. And we got two videos on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't seen those yet, check out the video from the Fox Raceway National where I race a Honda 450 and from the Hangtime National where I race the KX450SR with some A-kit suspension from the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. Good stuff in those videos. And also, if you haven't seen it yet, we had some fun testing the new fuel-injected two-strokes from Husqvarna, the 2023 bikes, at Fox Raceway at Paula last week. I got to do some riding on them, also with my good buddy and test rider, Cole Zeller. We had some fun on the 125 and 252 strokes. We have two different videos on our YouTube channel on both of those bikes. So check that out on motocrossactionmag.com or on our YouTube channel where you can dive into the details on those two bikes, get our first impressions on those models. Husqvarna, they won't have a 300 two-stroke this year. So if you want the 300 motocross specific bike, you'll have to get that one from KTM. And I did a little video at the track with Trevor videoing, talking about the new electronic power valve and just showing a little bit how it works. Check it out here. What's up guys? We are at Fox Raceway Paula riding 2023 Husqvarna FC 450, 250, 350, four strokes and the 125 and 250 two strokes. We don't have that 300 two stroke out here today, but riding the 125 and the 250 and they brought out a cylinder here to show us exactly how the electronic power valve works. And you can kind of see in here while we play around with it. So before they had a power valve that was spring loaded on the previous generation KTM, Husqvarna and Gas Gas two strokes and you could put stiffer springs on it. You could use the, the Kreft power dial to turn in the power valve. Um, and basically what the power valve does, it's an exhaust, it opens and closes the exhaust port and by doing that, it controls the power so you can make it a little bit more mellow on bottom by keeping it closed longer and then make it hit later on uh, when it opens fully. 
or you could have it hit right off the crack of the throttle if you open it up uh, sooner. So now with the, the new two strokes, have electric power valves. These are not brand new. They've been around for a long time. Honda had them on their two strokes back in the day, but those were cable operated electronic power valves and the cables would actually go out of slack and have issues from time to time. You really had to keep an eye on them. Now these electric power valves, they're gear driven. So no cables we have to worry about um, going out of slack. And then with the electric power valve, you're able to adjust it between map one and map two to have a different engine character on the track. So for us today, we're getting uh, a little more mellow in map one and a little more excitement in map two. All right, guys, that's it for this week in MXA, episode number 77. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, subscribe to Motocross Action Magazine. Get the printed edition of the magazine shipped to your front door every month. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can stay up to date with our latest videos. Leave a comment down below if you guys got some predictions for this weekend's race at the High Point National, or if you have some more ideas for things that you wanna see on the Motocross Action YouTube channel. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.